Okay, you ready? Are you ready? Are you Are you filming ready? the video? Okay. <laughs> Hello, my friends. <laughs> Make sure you, when you do the videos, you're putting in the music, right? What videos? The video for the trip. What video? What you're, trip? What is wrong with you? Not a lot. Are you doing the music? Are we doing the thing? Are you doing the music? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take care of you. You better do the music. <laughs> I want that. It'll be for your highlight with your sweet Oakleys that you wore. These aren't Oakleys. The ones that you wore in the video were. Oh, in the in the outro video. The highlight. Yeah. You also, we got to show him the, the bloopers from that proudly one. And all my friend. No, don't. Oh, that was fine. Yeah. Well, well no one knows what the hell we're talking about. Hi, Nick. I'm sweating. No, you got to. This is not Nick. This is Miami Sticks. That's Miami what you call Sticks. I'm in Miami Sticks mode, baby. And I love how you, you're saying sticks, even though you hate that word. No, but my nickname with the, another crowd is uh, Nicky Sticks. Mm. But it's spelled like the band. Kind of makes sense. Like, st- like S-T-Y-X-X. But the sticks are for cigars. Yeah, but they're also uncultured, that group of people. <laughs> that group, my, that so group now, of my brother's friends are not. So now that we're back from Miami, we're very cultured. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> you don't hear, my, like you don't hear my voice? Enough. No. Oh, well, shame. <laughs> so, yes, we have arrived back from what was an amazing week down under. Is that what they call it? The city that never sleeps. Big easy. Yeah, so Long Ash Podcast recap video. Uh, Greg Waters and I here. Secret Chris doing his best Louis Armstrong impersonation back there. Yeah, because I'm sweating. (laughs) Hello, darling. (laughs) Um, So we were all in Florida, it turns out. First, you kind of looked like a... (laughs) Never mind. You look like Ray Charles, but y'all all of a sudden there, you're like, you didn't know where you were. I never know. <laughs> we were all in Florida, as it turns out. Greg Waters and I did an amazing content trip uh, through the, the tobacco belt between Boca Raton and Miami. <laughs> the tobacco belt. Uh, and then Greg Waters was there on a mini moon. Uh, Chris. Chris. Um, Chris, nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, in Miami, we don't care about these things. And apparently in New Jersey, neither. No, no. I brought the vibe back with me, man. <laughs> it's like that, your friend who goes to Hawaii and then he's just... No, it's like you went to L.A. It's uh, L.A.? Uh, <laughs> Dude, you can't say anything until you've been to L.A. L.A. Chris, you ever been to L.A.? I have not. Oh, you seem like you'd be a guy, guy who'd go to L.A. No, because he's like, oh, he does like, he actually makes movies. Like, he does like films. Like, actual star studded award winning. He's won awards. You know what they say? If you can't cut it in New York, you can't cut it in LA. I thought it was if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. That's pretty much it. Uh, so it's just the more negative. It's the Greg version. It's the more pessimistic uh, the version. Fil- of that's the film. That's the. If you can't make it in, I feel like, you, I feel like New York's just as tough, right? Right. That's what they're saying. Yeah. New York is tougher. Yeah, because it's it's smaller. Not really. There's just not studios. Yeah, as yeah. many. There are studios now. Well, I know where they film Law and Order. Like a studio in Brooklyn. Yeah, uh, Silver Cup Studios. What about Atlanta now? Is all yeah. the Marvel movies Netflix? Is Atlanta's in, been going Netflix since is in Walking Dead. Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. And then Toronto was a big thing. I remember post uh, Katrina, not like immediately right after, but like a couple of years after, there was a bunch of movies that took place in New Orleans. I guess they gave them like. 
tax incentives to come film down there so they can get a little more money into the city. I remember a good amount of movies taking place in New Orleans from like 2005, 2010. Like Jason uh, Stratham movie? Yeah, no, it was a John Cena one. But there's the one with James Franco and him. Homefront. Homefront. I hate that I know that. James Franco was in that? Yeah. I hate when he pops up in random movies. As I'm, as like a, when he was in he was in Iceman, the mafia movie with uh, Michael Shannon, when he's like the uh, Richard the Iceman Kuklinski, he's the hitman. I wanted to hate Homefront. Can't hate it. But I, I thought you were saying I wanted to hate home fries. I'm like, who hates home fries? But I didn't. Uh, people from L.A. do. Oh. Um, uh, <laughs> all right. So going back to our Miami trip. Yeah, baby. So we were coming back from Miami. I can't talk to you right now. Yeah, well, too bad. Well, I can't. <laughs> too, too bad. This is how we do it down here, baby. Yeah, so we came back from Miami. We changed men. Um, But yeah, so we spent the week visiting various manufacturers, various awesome places, various restaurants. One of them was called YOLO. I know. You picked it. I didn't. You did. I, I didn't. You called for reservations? Yeah. You picked it. We had an interview with Rafael Nadal to talk about the aging room 50th, uh, but he had to go to Nicaragua. So he's like, listen, my flight's a little later in the day. You guys are flying in. Let's meet right by the airport. Okay, I found a place. 60 Cuban sandwiches. Yeah. So we met at Tank Brewery, which is associated with the Placencia family. Not right. Gentleman who runs it, Carlos Padron. You'll see the interview Not and everything related with him. to the Padron. Not family. related to Padrones, but he's been working with Placencia for a number of, of of years on the cigar side. But he he runs this brewery, amazing, huge. It's like in a warehouse. The beers were fantastic. He was super friendly. And what's even a better kicker? There's a nice little cigar lounge in the front mm-hmm. where you can buy almost any cigar and have a smoke. And I think you can bring beers into that lounge. Yeah, they they send one of the they send like a guy or a lady right um, in there. And then we so we got the interview, Raphael. Well, try one have one of your headphones, Greg. What happened? My headphones. Mm-hmm. Well, I made a made a rookie uh, rookie mistake. I made sure I had the camera. Made sure I had the batteries. Made sure I had the lights, the microphones. But. Because iPhone and Apple need to be somebody, because they're nobody to me, except their phones. That And their computers. No, I don't like their computers. I'm a PC guy now. At home, not for work. Well, well I use my PC to edit now. Okay. Uh, what? Guado? I, I burped. I was trying to... <laughs> Anyway, uh, do you want me to grab the headphones for you to show people or not? Sure. So, I brought my phone headphones, not my, not the ones that have the 3.5 millimeter jack that everybody knows yeah, is now, fun let's, about. Let's not make this seem like you brought the phone headphones and you're like, oh yeah, these will work. You just happen to have your phone headphones also and then also realize that they did not work. Right. Am I correct? Right. So I, I told I told Nicholas that go to Best Buy, pick me up headphones. So as he comes back, he hands me this box. And these are the headphones that I had to wear for the whole week. Well, now listen, first of all. I can't hear you. This is all your fault. I, I didn't. S- Second of all, I had very specific parameters that you gave me. You said. They had to be plug-in headphones right. with the jack. So Best Buy, ones that actually plug in, it was either like $400 ones or those for $21.95. Well, yeah. 
Because they, they don't, they didn't, I didn't even see any like ear pods or like just Nothing. in the ear ones that plug in. They're all right. wireless all, now. All wireless. So. Which I didn't even know. I think you look adorable. Thanks. I so these, to, yeah, I forgot so, to throw them in the, the case. Well, it's both of our. It's, I mean, it's my fault because I didn't put it on the list. I'm not blaming Chris because it's definitely not his fault, but it was my fault. It was definitely my fault. Yeah. Definitely my fault. And I succeeded in the mission. You did. At least you got a good color. That was the only color they had. Wow. Uh, so then we interview Rafael Nadal, which you will see. Awesome. You and know then, what was my running joke with these headphones? What? That anybody we interviewed that had oh, kids. Oh, it's because they were your like, kids? Oh, when we're done, we, I can give you, you can give them to your kids. Yeah. They oh, so you're the guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rafael Nadal interview went great. They took us into the cigar lounge um, and then proceeded to... They fed us like they were going to eat us later. Yes. They fed us like they were going to eat us later. Yes. It's a batch of Cuban sandwiches. Yes. Most dangerous game. There it is. What do you say? Most dangerous game. Yeah, humans. Uh, all these Cuban sandwiches, and they were good. Very good. But the plantains, or they're, they plantains. Have a, they're a different, different name. There's another name for yeah, them. Yeah. Well. But they were amazing. And then Carlos starts with the beer, and he's like, here's this beer, yeah, and, and he's He just started beer. bringing beers in. We weren't even done with yeah. the beer. He's just bringing beer. Yeah. I, I, I think, he, I don't even think he was, they sold some of them. I think he went out and got extra beers. He was just giving us beers. Beers? Did a whole tour of the brewery, which was awesome. Tears? Did an interview with him. Uh, no. But I did bring up the beers and tears to Agnorsa. Yeah, you're trying to sell this to people. It makes sense. You're, but you're trying to sell it like it's a product, and I don't know what you're trying to do. I'm just trying to It's be an the, idea I'm, of like a like for a blog, but you keep telling, here's my tears for cigar, my tears for beers, and you apply to cigar. Like you try to yeah. sell it to them. Why wouldn't you? Like, but like, what are they going to, what are they going to buy gonna make off a, of you? They're going to make a $5 bundle. They're going to make a $10 and then they're going to make a 15 plus. Cigar. And then they're going to pay you for the idea? No, they're going to hire me to sell it because right. how not a better guy to sell it than the guy who invented tears. Yeah. For beers. Yeah. So then we had uh, an interview. <laughs> Uh, then we interviewed Carlos Padron, did the whole brewery. It was awesome. We stayed in the beautiful Winwood section. Well, we got to talk about what's your favorite beer. I can't remember the names, but they were all I like the locale, good. the summer beer they had. That was um, delish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up. I think I have a picture of all the taps here. You bear with me. I think it was a 93 or 95 calorie beer, but it had a nice fruity light undertones. It was like my lucky streak on fruit. Uh, I, I took like a but better. I took like a picture where you can't see the names of the taps. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, but I think good. you like the uh, the ale. There was an American Amber Ale. That yeah, that, I really the Freedom enjoyed. Tower. Maybe it was Freedom Tower. Yes, which was delicious. Um, and good we're gonna, place we're gonna, if you're down there. We're gonna work with them and, and maybe do uh, maybe do we'll have them send us up some samples. Uh, it's hard to distribute in uh, in New Jersey. You know they're, they're trying their best, but if you're ever in Miami, I don't know exactly what neighborhood of Miami, but it's called Tank Brewery. It's about 10, 15 minutes away from the airport um, and five minutes away from Aganorsa. So, uh, maybe Doral then. Maybe Doral is the neighborhood because Aganorsa was in Doral. Okay. So in that in that vicinity. Can I take these off? I'm sweating. Yeah. I don't know why you're wearing them. Oh, I just I thought I had to do it. No, no, no. I, I, I got the thing. Uh, then we went up and we met with some of the awesome brand managers from Altidus USA up in Fort Lauderdale. At YOLO. That's where we went to YOLO. That guy was weird. He was very weird. 
It seemed like he like didn't think he had to try, and then all of a sudden he was taking forever for drinks, and then he just had a he had a very. It's the same way I feel about the people at Starbucks when I go through the drive through. They're like so nice, but they're not like Chick Fil A nice. They're like a weird nice where I'm like I feel like you guys are making fun of me by doing it like this. Like I go to Starbucks this morning, and they were like. Welcome to Starbucks. How can I make your day more pleasant? I'm like, are you guys just, are you teasing me? Like, are you on the back there? Like, oh, tell this asshole. Like, I feel. Is it he because was like you know that. they're from like Seattle? Yeah, it's just like, you're not this nice. What, because nobody and nobody in retail is this Where'd nice. Where did come from? What, what, where did it start? Know, How did it start down south? Scott. Yeah, I'll look it up. Thanks. <clears throat> Don't go dying on me. Not too late. All right. Uh, but the waiter was weird, but the food was good. I had the filet mignon. You you can't remember what you had that night, can you? I keep forgetting what I had. All you guys were taking pictures of your food, and I was like, I'm just going to eat this thing. You probably had. Did you have the snapper? Was is there a snapper? Was it the snapper? No. Uh, Chick-fil-A was founded in Hapeville, Georgia. There it is. Crab cakes, maybe? Crab cakes. That's what I had. I don't know why that just it occurred to me. I'm like, there was crab cakes. I had seafood almost every dinner. Yeah. I did. Except, yeah, you literally did. Except, yeah, no, every dinner. Every dinner. Four I dinners. Yeah. Um, then we went back to the hotel. It was nice. It was nice. Tuesday, drove up to our uh, sister company, Casa de Monte Cristo, their beautiful store in Boca. Um, got some great footage there. Um, and then we headed over to Alec. Well, first we got we got went to lunch at the Halal Guys. We did, and that was the first time for me. First time for you having a Halal Guys. I, I loved it. I'm still a proponent of going to the original cart, well, I but mean, I will say- like, the storefronts are like ninety five percent as good, which is which is really good, good for when you like when it's not the original place. It was very good. It was very good. I can't believe I've never gone there. Then we got to go hang out at the Alec Bradley slash Alec and Bradley headquarters in Fort Lauderdale. Hung out with Bradley Rubin, such a nice guy, so awesome, so fun. Such a gentleman. We had some smoked some kinsugis. We had some beers. We had some beers. We did an interview. We played that golf game. He's yep. got golf in the like He's a golf a, net. Yep. What's it called? Is there like a name for that setup? Golf net. Golf net. Uh, did a cool interview Talked about our upcoming 50th with them Which is uh, coming had, soon Had the 50th Smoked it Your favorite you Loved it You loved Loved You loved <laughs> My um, Then went to dinner At a place that I thought Was going to stink To be honest Because it had a very Douchey name <laughs> And the people Sitting at the bar All looked like douches <laughs> Doucher than YOLO it was like it was like gastro pub discotheque or something like that. Like gastro, like an M. it was no, it was it but was. But then it was gastro. I can tell you because I, t- I finally found him on the on the gram. I was able to tag him. It was gastro. Anything with gastro in the name, I'm like, you guys, you're re- you're reaching. What does that even mean? Gastro is like stomach food. I don't know something like, like you, when you have stomach problems, you go to a gastroenterologist. So gastro is something with like your digestive, gotcha. but gastronomy is like the science of cooking. It's like an actual scientific way, like these spices with this meat at this temperature is going to, like the chemical reaction is going to taste good. And then Got Gaston it. is from Beauty and the Beast. So yeah, and he's a of, dish. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, that, that, was, that was good. That was good. Yeah, you all suck. What did I do? Um, it was called... Gastro, yeah, gastro tech, techway, Ga- gastro tech. Eh? I'm the last person to look at that. Yeah. Anyway, it's in Fort Lauderdale, South Florida fine dining. Some amazing food there. So good. A waiter who was definitely from Long Island. Yep. Everything was going to make nice. Make nice. He was like, 
It's like, oh, for our special tonight, we have uh, the red snapper comes with a couscous and a side dish. They make it nice. I'm like, That's okay. it. Sold. Uh, we had octopus. We had a watermelon salad. We had truffle fries. We had pork the pork belly. belly. Pork belly is really good. <laughs> and then I got the lamb. The, the hummus. And we got the spinach hummus, which you weren't a fan of, no, but I'm I like. I got the lamb. Didn't get it cooked right. The guy told me to get it cooked medium rare. I got it cooked medium rare. It was rare. Yeah, it was pretty rare. It's pretty rare. The outside, though, where it was seared a little more, it was right. so, so good. Because so you gave me your last piece. And yeah. That, and that piece that you, you eat is like that part of the ribeye I was telling you about. Like that perfect, like that perfect. fatty, charry. Yep. It was, it was spot on. But when I was trying to cut into that bad boy, I was like, eh, yeah, not today. Yeah. Uh, then Wednesday we had. I a, had the three prawn. You had throw your, your three prawns. prawns. They looked. They the, looked like a. They looked like lobsters. They did. They were big prawns. And, uh, and then they had that homemade cinnamon bun, oh, where they come and they pour on like a oh, cream. So good. Yeah, and that. It, that, so good. I feel like that's the only dessert that place has, because he's like, and listen, if you guys are staying for dessert, I'm gonna tell you about our special dessert. But it takes 15 to 20 minutes to make, so if you want it, I gotta put it in now. And I'm like, what is it? It's like, oh, it's a homemade cinnamon bun, and we do this Done. thing. Yeah, everyone's gonna say yes if you're staying for dessert. It takes you're, Twenty minutes to cook. Yeah, if you're saying dessert, you're gonna you're getting that one. Once, so it's I feel just like, like the lava cakes. Else. The yeah. lava cakes ain't that long. I'm like done. All right, give it to me. Um, then so that was Tuesday. Wednesday we had a very cool experience. We went to um, first we went to go see the Little Havana mural. We did. Which I I thought was cool. I was cool. getting very very stressed out going there. I know. I know. Well, it's because we had a we had a stressful morning the night the day yeah, before. We did. Uh, but I thought that the mural was like more of a big deal. I thought it was like the wings in Nashville where it's like, oh, people are going to be no, here. No parking. Lot. Like the Rocky yeah, statue. The Rocky like statue. Yep. No, it's just that, that circle. It's just on a building in the parking lot of a Chase Bank. Yep. And there's like an old lady with a shopping cart like walking in between us while we're trying to take our picture. And the, and the, the berms, the evergreens. Yeah, there's right a, over a stop it. sign. It like, yep. Uh, but then we Great went over picture. to El Titan de Bronze. Uh, cigar factory in Miami and like an authentic Miami cigar experience. There was all the little shops around. They brought us in fresh coffee. Well, I think we should explain what happens when you walk through the door of this place. If you've never been, Oh yeah, which I think is, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's a very Miami shop in that. I feel like in the, in the industry like in people who follow the industry, they think about Titan de Bronte as like, not the biggest factory, but a player. They're a player in this industry. A lot of warped, a lot of some of the viajes, some Drew Estate stuff are, are coming out of that factory. So you think of them as like a factory. And you're thinking how many roles you think? Uh, I, I was thinking like a dozen. 15. I was right. thinking like that, 15 roles right. and like a warehouse as. No, you walk in and it's like a, a tiny cigar shop. They have four rollers. And those rollers no, also. They had, four they rollers. had eight. No, so they had four. I think they had four rollers. Um, they all, not only did they do the wrapper, but they also bunched those four mm. rollers, which you don't see that in factories. Mm. And then there was a table inside where there was two people ripping the veins out of the, right. the tobacco. And then you had uh, Willie's wife doing the packaging. Mm. Willie's mother-in-law. Um, not mother-in-law, her uh, grandmother-in-law, in theory. She's 93 years old. She was working. Oh, she was working. Yep, and then you had another one doing bands. Yeah, and then San, and Sandra, I think it was her name, is the lady. Is the, the, is is the, the who owner. owns it? Yep. So, yeah, is, is running. It. That's his mother-in-law. 
But I want to say they do a lot of their business with like walk-ins. Like I want to say they're rolling cigars and then they're, they're putting them out. Well, yeah. they, had like a, they had like a front desk, like, right, you know, like you a wa- counter. Right. You walk in to the right is basically their cigar, you know, store. So you had like a regular like jewelry cabinet of all cigars and everything else. And then to the left, like legit right to the left was the four rollers yeah. right in your face. And they're all what's what's cool about the Miami cigar industry and the factory, the two factories that are facilities because Agador's wasn't really a factory; it was a facility. Um, is that any rollers that they're utilizing? And this is not to downplay what's going on in Nicaragua or Honduras; like they have top level rollers, but the rollers that they use in Miami are legitimate Cuban factory level nine rollers. Um, they all work or have worked at the highest level Cuban factories, uh, El Luguito or Partagas or Corona, La Corona. So all the famous right. Cuban factories. In fact, the La Palina Goldie is rolled at El Titan de Bronze. And there was the lady who used to roll them, I think, I believe, unfortunately, she passed away, Maria, was in one of the original rollers at the at El Luguito, which is the, the Cohiba factory in Cuba, when Castro actually opened it up and decided to have women roll in that factory. Maria was one of the, she was young at the time, was one of the first people chosen. And then she retired, moved to Miami, and then like as part-time work, started rolling at El Titan de Bronze. Um, so they're all highly, highly skilled. We got to interview Willie Herrera, hang out with some of the Drew Estate guys there. That was and that's a where really Willie awesome got his time. start. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that, that's his family. Uh, obviously, you'll yeah. see more of the backstory in our interview with him, but mm-hmm. that's where he basically started. And then Thursday, we went back up to Boca. thought it was Wednesday we went back to Boca. Wednesday, we went back up to Boca. Had a really great conversation with Brad Winstead, who was in charge of all of our retail stores. An amazing guy. He's doing great things with our retail stores right now with the Costa de Monte Cristo stores. So make sure you check out all the stores. All you know, a lot of cool stuff. They all cool have their stuff. own unique thing. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff coming from Casa in the coming months. So keep an eye out for that. This was one. And then Wednesday, we had a chill night. Wednesday, we came well, back. We watched a little bit. Sush. Of the, we had sushi, and we watched some of the Islanders game in my room, and a little bit of Forge and Fire. Right. Thursday, we head out bright and early. It's the only day that it really, really rained, which was kind of unfortunate because that was the day we That's had the right. most free time. Um, and we went to Agnorsa to their distribution, and they actually do some slight rolling. The Miami, the Agnorsa Miami Anniversario is rolled there, but they had again level nine rollers. We hung out with Terrence and Paul. Yep. From Agonorsa. Um, everyone was just so friendly. It was not like, oh, yeah, be, be here at 10 for our interview. It was like we got there like a little and early. And just chilling. We, we sat and smoked cigars and drank coffee with them for like at least an hour and a half. Cuban coffee, man. And we smoked this cigar, which is the Agonorsa Rare Leaf Reserve. Um, I'm going to read a little bit of you. It's a, a corporate. It's a cafe wrapper grown in Yalapa. And what's special about this is, according to Terrence Riley of Agonorsa, it's a consistent challenge to utilize tobaccos to create blends which are outstanding expressions of our signature flavor while still producing them in quantities. Rare Leaf is the first project using selections of our leaf that are in short supply but can be maintained in a regular production. So basically, it's it's a wrapper and tobacco that's on the more rare side, but instead of making 2,000 limited for everybody, so like you know every place is going to get like one or two boxes, they pick 100 select retailers, which we are one of them, and they, and that way they can maintain a fuller supply, but for less people. So you got to go to one, you know, the 100 best partners basically of Agonorsa. Like I said, Nicaraguan wrapper, 
filler and binder uses the Corojo and Criollo tobaccos in there. Corojo 99, Criollo 98. So you get that Yalapa sweetness. This is an excellent, excellent smoke. We tried one of Terrence's birthday cigars while we were there. Yep. Another great interview with him. More Cuban sandwiches. I mean, Jesus. I so th- many. I don't want to insult Carlos or Rafael for Monday, but I want to say the ones on Thursday were better. Okay. You disagree? It's close. I think both are very good. I think on a filling end, like the Thursday. filler, Thursday was a go. Monday was better on the bread. The bread is better. Mm-hmm. Usually it goes bread than filling. See, but I don't know what bread, is, like how the bread is supposed to be on a Cuban sandwich. I personally like it to be a little toasted. Like if you do but like But is that what it's supposed uh, to be? I don't know. You know? Because you might like your bread toasted, but if someone offered you, but like if you're ordering peanut butter and jelly and someone's toasting bread, I'm like, what are you doing? I also think it was the Thursday was saucier. The had more, more had more, more mustard, more, more mustard, but not like a very thick mustard. The pork was, was really good. Oh, pork was very good. The pork was very good. And I think the ham was better on the first one. I will say I'm giving I'm giving Florida more credit than I ever gave it before. Well, there we go. I, there I, is a testimonial. This time next year you'll be living there. I will not. I will not be living there. What do you like best about this cigar? First of all. I think in terms of the branding and the band, except for Guardian of the Farm, which is kind of co-opted. I know it's Agadorsa made and Agadorsa brand, but like that's warped had a little bit to do with that too, at least on the the one edition of it. In terms of Agadorsa's standard brands, like their just their name brands, I think this is the best looking one. I really like the two bands. I like the color, I like the red, because um, it matches the kind of. Colorado Rosado-ish color of that Nicaraguan wrapper. I think the flavor, I mean, you know, but when it comes down to the blend, I mean, the flavor is just there, but that's with every Aganorsa. It's just incredibly right. flavorful, has that signature Aganorsa sweetness that you see in in a variety of their cigars, including what they do for other companies, what they do for, or what, what Dion does with their tobacco, I'll put it that way. Same thing with Warped. Uh, we found out that I forgot that they did HVC, which is really cool. Yeah, I saw the boxes. I man, went nuts. We're going to start going more into HVC, man. They, those things were absolute hitters. Yep. Uh, and then Terrence is just such a great guy, too. And I, I think this was my favorite one of the ones we tried that day. Well, and I think know? what's awesome about Agonors is it's more of an education platform than mm-hmm. they do. I feel like they're the most, they educate the most out of everybody. Yeah, because they realize what they have. I mean, they have good branding, don't get me wrong, but they also, like, our thing is tobacco. And so instead of just putting a flashy thing together that's just going to be eye-catching and then you smoke it, oh, it's good. It's like we're going to tell you why this is good, why like They have what leaf we in do. the name. Yeah, Agonorsa Leaf. Everybody else has tobacco or yeah. cigars or they have leaf. Yep. It's all about the leaf. It, it, and we got to see some of the leaf there that they um, that they actually used, shipped some to El Titan de Bronze, yep. which is cool. But you know, it's it's a it was a more of a warehouse, like more of their distribution center for it's like Alec cigars Bradley's. come in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Thursday after that, I think we just chilled for a bit. Right? Then we went crazy. to the Speakeasy. Then we went to Prohibition Speakeasy and Restaurant. I got a nice roasted chicken. I had a Manhattan. I had the sea scallops and... We got we got the water another watermelon like mozzarella yeah, salad. Not as good, but it was. Good. And then we had another appetizer, hummus. didn't we? And then we had the, that hummus was really because that, that came with that came with with um, lavash. It's like oh, the good the good. That was good. That was the roasted bread. red peppers yeah. one day, right? Uh, I would say the coffee we had everywhere was phenomenal. What about the dessert? Oh, the you'd never had before the con leche, tres leches, tres leches. Yeah, three milks. I told Greg I'm, like, I'm only gonna have a bite or two. 
I went and I took a spoonful and I ate. I'm like, wow, this is really good. A minute later, I look up and it's gone. Like everything gone. You 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 were having fun that when night. you said you were. Oh, I was getting shammered. I was getting loud. You weren't. You weren't that loud. That's good. I thought I was being awkward for you. No. Oh, that's good. No. No. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You what? weren't. You weren't. The, you only had a couple. Uh, like five or six. Yeah, I had what two and a half. Something like that. Yeah. I was I was tipping. No, I had I had quick. a regular. I had a Manhattan. Then I had the tequila drink. Yep. And that was I like had, a Moscow Mule, but for tequila. Yeah. And, and which is usually what that's my cocktail that I choose. But usually I have to explain to, when I ask when I order a tequila mule, I have to explain to people. Like, oh, you mean a Moscow? I'm like, it's a Moscow Mule, but with tequila. Like, right. But I asked the waitress, I'm like, just give me a special drink, like with tequila. Give me something good, like that that, that I don't know about with tequila. And she brought me tequila mule. What's your name? I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this. Phoebe. Uh, and then I had just a straight tequila drink, and then I ordered another one for some reason, and then I just gave it to you to finish. What was the uh, drink you ordered for me? Oh, uh, sidecar. Sidecar. That was good. What was the um, what was that place across the street from um, Willie's place? No, Willie's. Um, um, I don't know what that was. It was a, a cig- it. it was a cigar. It said cigar it like, lounge on it, but on top was a painting of the old La, La Gloria Cubana logo. I don't know if that used to be like a facility for Ernesto back in the day. If it still is, I don't know what it was. It was it was closed. I mean, it was you know, nine o'clock in the morning. Right. But on the side it said cigar lounge. I don't know if it's a lounge now. I don't know what to do with that place was, but it looked cool. Right. Because I think that was something to do. It, Either they were using that artwork as just artwork, or it used to be a place for because uh, La Gloria Cubana was a Miami-based uh, brand. Like right. when, when Ernesto did, he I mean, was based a lot out of, of Miami. In Miami, doing the thing. Yeah, but Padron started in Miami. Right. Um, in fact, I was just looking at the blog the other day that Steve wrote. Um, Lou Rothman, our founder, when he was buying factory seconds and everything back in the seventies, he started tapping into the Miami market, getting those Miami-made cigars and selling them in New York. And he worked with an, a young Padron. Well. Right. It's probably the same age as him. I have a real rookie question. Um, I, the like research I've done for Tatuaje, he says he gets some of his cigars done in Little Havana, right? Yeah, where, I don't know where. where. Was that? Okay, I don't know. We, we were in Little Havana. El Titan de Bronze is in Little Havana, so we were mm-hmm. in that neighborhood. I don't know what facility. Role. I know he does. Um, if some of his early work was done exclusively out of Miami. Okay. Um, Pepin Garcia, I think, probably has a small little operation going on out there too. Um, it's listen. You get great rollers. It's just a matter of it. It's just expensive because taxes and the laws and also you know, paying the people. Wage. I'm sure you pay yeah. more. Yeah, which you know, not to say that that they don't pay their rollers in Nicaragua. No. They certainly do. They they all have a full living. Like they make a living. They give them great benefits and everything in, in the factories. But just Good by 401k. Yeah, by American law, you know, don't forget if they're only if they cap them at 200 cigars a day, but then. The amount they have to pay them by American law per hour, you know, price is going to go up. It's going to go up a lot. It's, it's going to cost more than have it rolled in Nicaragua and shipped here. That's right. how much more it would cost. Uh, but I, th- I just thought it was really cool. I thought it was like an authentic Miami experience, you know, which like I kind of feel like with the exception of Cuba, which hopefully one day soon we'll get to go hang out there. Uh, I feel like it's a big check off the list of like authentic cigar experiences. We've done Nicaraguan factories. I've done Dominican factories. We did a Honduran factory. We've done the kind of fancy New York cigar experience. We've done the more 
old-timey, wooden, small shop New York experience. Um, and now we've done the Miami kind of cigar experience. So I feel like the next one is Cuba at some point, Let's do hopefully. It. I would like... No, I we, mean, we that, can. that is the ending of Bad Boys too. Okay. They you go from Miami to Cuba. invade Cuba. Oh, they did. Successfully. Okay. Right, Chris? All right. Yeah. yeah. But if you're ever in Miami, be, you should... Uh, uh, if you're ever in Miami, you should go to it. He he he'll be the police chief. Yeah, Joe Musa. Joe Pantaleone. Joe Pantaleone. Joey Pants. I'll be Joey Pants. Chris has something for us. Only if I'm Will Smith, though. She was a hoa. That's fine. Yeah, because you're Martin Lawrence. Because you're like married man, kids, the whole yeah. thing. I'm suave. Sure. Okay. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. I was able to get seven questions from our YouTube fans. Well, you got seven minutes in heaven. I, I didn't write any of their. I forgot to write their, their names down. On. So, you you didn't no, this no, is no name. Fan number one. Hi, fan one. I've been enjoying Drew Estate Undercrown a lot lately. Is there any other cigar similar to this one that you would recommend for me to enjoy? Drew Estate Undercrown Ten. Boom. <laughs> Done. Uh, uh, no, so oddly enough, I brought even uh, some of the special cool stuff we got from Drew Estate. Because they are celebrating. The Undercrown 10, the 10th anniversary of the Undercrown brand. He got a flask and a humidor in here, travel humidor. Did you have problems opening yours after your flight? Yeah, because yeah. of the air pressure. That's, I know. that's the point. And I got this this bad boy. Wow, I'll take it easy there. Don't do that. Actually, that that fits on to our next question. Well, it, hold on. The, oh, yeah. the, the Wagyu is, t- is Undercrown. Yeah, the Wagyu. I mean, I mean it's, you want a nice San Andreas wrap smokes. Actually, the Juarez from uh, Crown Heads yeah. is pretty pretty good fit. Um, similar price point as well. Similar Even, like that. Um, six, between six and nine dollar price point. CHC Reserve. That's yeah. too, too expensive, uh, and they're also. Oh, well. I don't think they are there anymore. I think they're all gone. No, well, fine. Um, but yeah, Juarez is a good price point and blend and taste Nicaraguan gotcha. and money apparently. Right yeah, well, that's what prices. Um, <laughs> someone uh, fan number two wrote, "I usually like cutting my cigars with a knife. Would you recommend?" Using a knife in a cigar lounge to cut cigars. I would not recommend it in a cigar lounge, but in any situation where if you're camping, you close that, not wave that around like a like a crazy person. Like you talk with your hands way too much, and then you have a knife in your hands. I don't. I don't even feel comfortable when you use your hands to talk as much as you having a knife in your hands. You're well, afraid, you, like, baby. I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to get you. I don't know if what I'm more afraid of: you calling me baby or having. Can a knife I do in your the hands. thing? Can I call you yeah. Scabface instead of Scarface What's now? What's the thing Scab- from, what was it, um, Alien, when he did the... Right. Watch the table. Oh. <laughs> and, um, the, and the mic. If you're, if you're hunting or fishing or you know, you're, you're working in your garage or something... Or make gathering. sure you cut it before yeah. you gut the fish. Just use a, use a, make sure it's a sharp knife. But I, I, I've done that before. I've cut little... You cut a little notch out where you just kind of take your knife and... Like a V-cut. Yeah. Just kind of go in one way, go in the other. Pop out the center, or you can just do. We have a video a, on that. A, a, yeah, or you can just do a deeper X. It's kind of like X marks the spot in the back. X but in a cigar lounge, I would not recommend it because it's it's kind of it's like shotgunning a beer at a fancy cocktail lounge. Like you could do it; it's fun to do, and it's it's acceptable, but not at that. Doing the parking location. lot, yeah, yeah, before the Giants lose. Um, fan number three wrote or asked, "What's the best way to age cigars in a humidor? Sealed in a box." 
unsealed in the cigar box or just take the cigars out and place them in the hum- humidor. Depends on your humidor, man. If you have a massive like wall unit, you can leave them in the box, but most people don't. So I take them out of the box. If it's a nicer box, I'll save the box. Um, they're both acceptable. Uh, you know, cigar boxes are made to be able to take some humidity in because you know if they're sitting in a cigar shop, for example, for months on end, you guys still got to be able to to stay moist and stay humid. You also um, don't want to age them with other non-cigar-wrapped, not cigar wrapped, you know. Yeah, you don't generally want to, Like not. if you have a Maduro, you don't want to do it with Connecticut because you might yeah. affect Connecticut and stuff like oh, that. Oh, if you leave, or, leave them in the cellophane, you can do it. You know, that, that's fine. But no, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to mix like acids mix and, and agonorses right. cellophaneless in your humidor. Um, it depends on your setup. Easiest for me is I take them out of the box. Leave them in the cellophane, take them out of the box. The cellophane is absorbable cellophane, so it'll still take in um, all the humidity you need, but it'll... Keep it protected, keep it safe, and also it's a cool indicator when you when somebody you know when we go to one of these places and they give us like oh we've been aging these for a while and the cellophane has that yellow tint from being aged for so long. Um, but if if you're if if space is a is a matter of concern, I would take them out of the box. Also, if you have the Boveda sticker on the side of your box, you know there's a Boveda pack inside, yeah. so you can keep it sealed. Yeah, but and you not, can keep it you can keep it out of the humidor that that right. for, at least for a few. But months. I would do it maybe no more than six months. Six months. Uh, I would do it. Five, six months is how long they last, but I don't, don't know how long. How, I don't know how long they've been in there, right. so I'll do a five months and then change it to both of the back. All right. Uh, fan number four asks, "What cigar or cigar size would you recommend that would give a good ninety-minute burn time?" Toro. Burn time is tough because anytime I see a half wheel review on like a Toro size, oh, it's like final smoking time is two this hours is and forty-five minutes. I'm like, what are you doing? Do you? Yeah, nice Toro six by fifty is is great for for ninety minutes, an hour and a half. It's a long time, you know. So yeah, a, a nice uh, thinner Toro six by forty eight to six by fifty, nothing too large. It's gonna take longer to smoke. So I think that's that's your ballpark. Fan number five. Well, a few fans have asked this, so I just combined them. When is the Saka fiftieth coming out? Soon. Soon. All right. Um, yeah, that's really all the detail I have yeah. on it for right now. Yeah, I figured. Um, fan number six says, what's the best way to descri- describe or define what cigarellos are? A cigarillo is kind of a mixture of a process and a size. Um, not, not so much a process, but a blend. It's usually a mixture of some form of premium, long filler, and short filler. They're generally machine-made, like 90% of them. But what I like to the big difference in cigarette and and also they're basically cigarette size, maybe a little bit larger. Um, how I like to find them differently though is some cigars I'll call machine made and some I'll call it cigarillos. And what I mean by that is when Ashton comes out, you know, brings out the Senoritas, or when Lal Tayir has the Animal Crackers, I call those cigarillos because. They're using very good tobacco. They're a higher quality. They're just even the short filler tobacco is still good tobacco. It's just kind of the leftovers. Um, machine made is and nothing against them. It's like gas station brands. Right. You know your backwoods or your whatever. Um, but for me, I, cig- say, no, I did not mind those Parodies though when we went. Parodies is good. But those, those are classified. Eh, they are machine made. They're machine made. Yeah. yeah. No, like I, I said, thought- these are all machine made. It's just no. in terms of the classification. No, I got you. But in I, my I, own mind. I thought they're. I thought they're tasty. They're good. Parodies are good. I thought they're nice mix up. Nice Italian. Oh yeah, Italian. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, so for 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 in my definition, a cigarillo is cigarette sized, 
mixture of short and long filler, maybe a little bit bigger than a cigarette. Comes in usually a tin or a pack of ten. Um, and a lot of times with, with bigger brands like Romeo or Monte Cristo, uh, it's just a very thinner version of one of their popular brands. So I think Monte Cristo White has a cigarillo, Ashton has a cigarillo, Romeo has a cigarillo. Um, and they usually, sometimes they're even thinner. Sometimes they're even thinner than a cigarette, you know. Uh, but within that range, machine made using some some form of premium tobacco, either long or short filler. Long and short filler, I'm sorry. And the last question from fan number seven is, favorite bourbon to pair with cigars? Blanton's. When you can find it, Blanton's is my favorite. Or for my everyday, uh, Basil Hayden. Just an, I, like a, I like a smooth, sweet bourbon because it won't overpower. The, the cigar, in a cigar whiskey pairing, the cigar is always my primary. That's right. what I'm focusing on. <clears throat> um, so I don't like, that's why I really don't drink scotch with cigars anymore because a, a really peaty scotch like a Lagavulin or something is just going to overpower the cigar. If anything, I'd rather the cigar overpower the bourbon because that's, that's why I'm not I, a huge yeah. fan of pairing with bourbon. I, it's never been you, you need something. Fan. You need something like a Basil Hayden or a Bland, something very smooth right. with a little sweetness to it. Adds a nice little nuance, but I don't go for anything like even the Colonel Taylor, which I love, is just a little too strong and too intense to pair with a cigar because it's it's not. I feel gonna, like it also like kind of tastes the same. I think that's why a lot of people like it. It's like coffee with an Ashton Maduro, right. you know. But yeah, for me, Blanton's or Basil Hayden. But you definitely want that sweetness to it. To help. I like sweet. Me too. Mm. Mm. All right, that was it, guys. Thanks. Do you have any questions, Chris? No. Okay. All right. I'm uh, I'm learning every day with you guys. So you're blurring every day. I'm learning. Oh. I think you're blurry every day. Man, that's that's island life. Island life. Yeah, yeah baby. We weren't even on an island. That's what yeah. we do you're down here in the. No. Yeah. City on the bay. <laughs> San Francisco. What is Miami's name? Do they have a name for it? Does it have like a Big Easy or gold, the you know the Big Apple? Is there a name for Miami? Um, no, not that I'm aware of. Hot Town or something? Like just I just always South Beach. What's Atlanta called? Like Hot Atlanta. Hot Atlanta. Shout out, Little John. Chicago is Chi Town. The Magic City. Oh, all right. <clears throat> the Magic City. What's Vegas? Sin City. City. That's true. Cincinnati. Joe Burrow Town. Wildcats. Hmm. Met a lot of Wildcats down in Miami. Um, so, yeah, if you're ever in Miami, you should check it out. A lot of cool spots, a lot of cool people. Um, I'll go back. You go back? Yeah. I would go back, yeah. We'd drive down. You'll live there. So, thank you very much. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe in the comment section. Let us know what are some of your favorite Miami hot spots for the next time we go. There we go. Has anybody ever been to YOLO? I want to know. All right. Thank you. Sticks. How do they Nikki. say goodbye in Miami? Bye. Adios.